have just become a part of the Apostles Corner Podcast, pointing the hearts of man back to God. And now, today's show. Praises each and every one. This is Apostle John Morton. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Apostles Podcast, the Apostles Corner Podcast. For those of you that were with us last week, you know that we started on a series that is titled Relationship Dynamics. The dynamics of a relationship are the things that make it what it is. We talked about how God understood the need of Adam and he sacrificed his time to provide for Adam. Even after the Lord had done all of his work and it says that on the seventh day he rested from the labor of his hand. But it went on to say that he put the the man in the midst of a garden and after putting him in that garden, he prepared everything that would be just right for Adam. See, relationship is first about a sacrifice. It's about giving of yourself. But we have become a people who look for what we can get out of a relationship. We look for what it has to offer us. And that has been our demise in many things. This week, I want to kind of go into, we talked about uh, how the root word of relationship is relate. It means to relate to where someone is, to what it is they need. Um, If we, there's another word uh, that kind of coincides with relate, and that word is relative. And relative, Brenda, what's the definition of relative? It's on the bottom of the list. (laughs) Relative, um, objective, consideration in relation, or in proportion to something else. Okay. So relative means that you have something that is proportionate or in relate in relationship to something. Something. Yeah. A tire is relative to a rim. So, when we look at the word relative, we have to think about uh people that we have in our life. We're talking about relationships. And the dynamics of a relationship. Some relationships are based on the dynamics of love and consideration. Other relationships are based on other things. I guess it, it all depends on uh, what kind of relationship it is. Your relationship with your workplace is based on what, Brenda? Money. 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 You're, we don't... Uh, <laughs> it's always based on money. Exactly. Mostly. So when a man meets a woman... He takes her out to a restaurant. He's looking at the way that she's tending to her hair, playing with her jewelry. He needs to understand something that her relationship is first with materialism. Very likely. Yeah. It's very likely. Yes. Um, yes. We tend to not accept what it is that we see in relationship. But here's what I want to do. God had an intent for us when it comes to relationship and how the dynamics of all of our relationships should be. See, Jesus didn't die for us. He died for the love of who? The Father. The Father. He died for the love of the Father. The Father. He was doing what he could to make the Father happy, to please him, and to set his purpose in action. We will tend to 
get so caught up on Jesus did for me, but if he did it for you, what is your relationship doing for him? It was God's intent that we first have a relationship with him and with all that is his. And your relationship with God dictates how you build a relationship with somebody else. Somebody else yes. When Let me tell you, when me and Brenda first met, uh, there was a situation in the park. We took a walk to the park and I took the Bible with me. Yes. And I re- I'm sure you all remember in one of, <laughs> one of the previous uh, podcasts, I said that the word of God is not worth a dime if you don't have a relationship with him. Because if you don't have a relationship with him, you could make the word mean what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I went to the park with my wife. Well, she wasn't my wife at the time. She is a woman that I b- believe was interested in me. And I was interested in her because we both knew that God had brought us together. But the question is, how are we gonna handle what God was saying in the midst of everything that we had endured? We were in the park and I was reading a scripture. (laughs) It's funny now because the Lord brought us through it. But I I was reading the scripture and she said, well, wait, wait a minute. What about, and what did I say to you? Um, You know, I don't remember the exact words, but it was something to the effect of, uh, just trust me, just, just trust what I'm saying to you. So it was, it was something to to that effect. (laughs) And and the scriptures say, cursed is the man that trusteth in man. Yeah. Now here's the bad part. All she did was ask for understanding. She just asked me, wait a minute, you're telling me that what, what is God's word saying in this? Yeah. And I didn't take that as it's like I felt like she wasn't supposed to have a question. Just take it. Yeah, because it was it was uh, it was more of an understanding. I didn't understand exactly what he was reading to me, so I was looking for guidance. I was looking for understanding, and he took it differently. Well, just just like a lot of to say the least, a lot of people that have not given their heart to God, they challenge people. With, when they feel like people question their intellect, they challenge them. And I believe, well, I'm a man and I'm a man of God and I know yeah, the word yeah. and you need to just shut up and take what I'm giving you. Yeah. See, I did not have a relationship with her yet. Little did I know I didn't even have a relationship with God yet. I thought I did, but I didn't because a relationship is based on you relating. I could not relate to what God needed of me. And you know what God needed of me? was to understand that if I had a relationship with him, I would learn his heart and his heart would help me to understand that this woman that I was interested in needed me to reveal God. Not my intellect, not the word of God, but the very spirit of God. Relationship. We need to relate on God's desire that his spirit be known. And when a woman looks to a man, She looks for somebody that is a little bit higher in the the fold of men. She doesn't even know, unless she's got a relationship with God, she doesn't know what she's looking for as a godly man. Yeah. Because they look at a godly man as someone that says, Lord, Lord. You had an experience where uh, when you were looking for a relationship, there was somebody that you encountered that was out of the church. And what was your experience that you had with that person? While seeking a relationship. 
Well, it wasn't a good one to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 wasn't a good one, and I, I you know. I've been in the church all my life. I, as long as I can remember, I have known of God. I've known him. You know, just being raised with a godly mother, I knew of God. So that man could not tell me. He actually, what he said to me was, yeah, um, deacons can have sex with anyone they want to. And I said, where did you hear that at? Who told you that? And, you know, he, he kind of challenged me on that. No, I, I wasn't going for that because I knew. I knew better than that. So, yeah, he just wasn't the godly man that I knew to be a godly man that I was looking for and trying to encounter. So that, that <laughs> was a waste of time, actually. So basically what happened was you saw that you could not relate. Yes. On the things of God. Yes. But we will try to build a relationship when we know that we can't relate. Yes. And I was not going to do that. I wasn't going to do that <clears throat> because I knew better. I knew better. So I wasn't going to do that. I mean, that was one date. And as far I'm concerned, it was one date too many. The so, question is, why, yeah. why do we, we see something? We know that we cannot relate with this person. And we'll still go right Continue on into, anyway. into yeah. that journey. Yes. Knowing where it's leading us. Yes. Yes. And some people do that. Some people will do that. They will continue on knowing that it's not in their best interest. They will take all that they know and throw it to the wayside <laughs> for this person. To have what they think they like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember the battle that we went through. Yeah, I tried to leave her many times. She tried to leave me many times within that first 90 days because we both were looking to please God. We had a desire to relate with what God wanted in us. And there were times my behavior had her saying, oh, no, I know this. Mm -mm, I'm gone. <laughs> and there were times I said the same thing. I remember Apostle Wardell Sims said to me, I had left Florida and went to California and the Lord led me to Brenda the very next day after I got there. And uh, I said, I called Apostle Wardell and I told him, I met this woman. I don't know what to do with this. And he said, Apostle, I see this woman and she is the very image of you. Yeah. But let me tell you, the honeymoon is going to be over really quick because God's got a lot for you to do. And it's yeah. a lot that has to be cleaned up. We both related to the will of God. And when I didn't yeah. see what I thought I should see coming out of her, I wanted to run. When she didn't see what she thought she should see coming out of me, I wanted to run. But, you know, every time that we tried to run, what mattered more to us was relating to what God was saying. Yes. Relating to what he was saying and what he was doing. Yes. The man is being a fool, but God is still being God in yeah. what he started. <laughs> he yes, planned he on is. finishing it. Yes. We have been through so much because of relating with the heart of God. If you relate with the heart of God, it should be strong enough to keep you from following people yes. in adverse ways. One of my recent podcasts, I was attacked on it. Not on the podcast, but I was attacked about the podcast. 
by someone I love. Told me you are not a God and that ain't God and that's wrong and blah, blah, blah. But you know, mm. Jesus never spoke a lie. But, no. the, but they were against him and everything he said. Yes. Why? Because he came bearing a spirit of authority and truth. truth. And that spirit came against darkness. So darkness had to come after him. Yes. Darkness came after me when I met Brenda. You know how it came after me? It came after me by making me think that what I saw in her was her when it wasn't. It was really me. God put this woman in my life and she started reflecting my behavior, my emotional and spiritual behavior. And I didn't like what I was seeing. But when he told me that she's reflecting you, if you got a problem with her, it's you. You need what you see in her. I'm seeing that when I look at you. And what are you going to do about it? I said, Lord, no, please. (laughs) <laughs> Say it's not so. <laughs> well, it was. So. <laughs> and you know, as time passed, I watched her grow as I grew. Because let me tell you something. God created the woman to be a help me, to meet a man at his point of need. Yes. In today's world, mm-hmm. a man's point of need is finance. So the women are taking care of the men now. But in the true world, a man's point of need is where he is spiritually lacking where he's emotionally weakened. That's the place of need that a woman is supposed to meet that man in. But that man has to understand the changes that need to come in his life. Mm -hmm. If a man cannot see his his need for a relationship with God, he cannot be what that woman needs. If he can't be what that woman needs, which is a projection of the spirit of God, what's going to happen is that woman is going to start fending and defending herself she's defending herself because the things that are coming from the man are dark she does she has to stand for herself but when she sees god coming from that man she's strengthened and to a place where she can be encouragement for that man without being on the defense all the time exactly she can relax knowing that god has it regardless of how that because there how many times isn't it often even now That there are things that you see that you'd like to say something about, and God says, I got it. Yes. I have learned (laughs) to let my wife be. I'm learning to let people be who they are. Sometimes she'll make a minor mistake or have a level of disagreement that I feel isn't uh, formidable. Yes. And I want to say something. You can use those words. You can use those words, yeah. And there are times I, I, I want to say something. And yeah. the Lord says, leave Brenda alone. I don't have an issue with Brenda. Yes. He used Donald Trump to, to teach me that no matter who someone is, he knows their heart, not their hand, but their heart. I've got to keep a close look at my heart when it comes to dealing with not. I have learned how I need to deal with the world by the way the Lord has shown me to deal with my wife. Because the world needs to see a light of God's glory. How can they relate to something that they've never seen? They can't. But let me, let me kind of get back on track here. How do we deal with things that we cannot even relate to? The first thing we have to do is build a relationship with God that says to us that everything else is second. Everything. 
everything else is not relative in the place of what God desires of us. Yes. Um, let's read Matthew. Um, these verses of Matthew are what Jesus said. Uh, he, he was speaking to the people about it's relative. It's What's relative? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what he had to say. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother? Who is my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. So how do you gauge your relationship with people? If you loved your father and there are certain people, your father owns a a corporation that everybody doesn't agree with. You're in high school. You know the people that relate to the business that your father is in. And then you know the people that do not relate to the business your father is in. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with the ones that do relate to his business and the ones that don't relate to his business? Because in, in this life that we live, we will allow things that are contrary to God to be in our life. People. people. And you, yes. they're going to be in your life. And they should be there in order to get evidence of who God is from the life you're living. Yes. yes. But if they're in your life and they have the power to draw you out of where you are spiritually so that you could be where they are mentally emotionally and physically what are you really relating to because are they relating to you are you are you relating to them and the reason i'm asking you this is because if they're relating to you then there's darkness in you that you don't even see you don't intend it you don't you don't intentionally initiate it but it's there but it's there and there's some people around you who see it yes Yes. And they see you as being one of those people. Uh I want to deal with uh, the way that the word said that people would be in the last days. Um, And we really need to search our heart and ask ourselves, where am I on each of these issues? Can I relate to this kind of behavior? Because if I can relate to it and these things are contrary to the relationship that we have with God, then we got to understand how those things are in our life. And we're going to deal with that in the future. Um, and we're going to use real life situations yes. about how darkness can be within us. And we mm-hmm. actually relate to it and not even know it. But go on. Uh, second Timothy, is it? Second Timothy, second, what? Uh, second Timothy three, two through four. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Okay, hold on. Let's go a step at a time. Lovers of themselves. Mm -hmm. I know people who, and I know you do, everything they do is about them. About them. The out every outcome is about them benefiting. It might look like they're doing for somebody. Yes. But they're really just looking for an outcome that serves them in the end. Yes. Go on. 
Covetousness. Covetousness. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that thou shalt not covet your neighbor's belonging, but we will be jealous over people because they got something that we wish we had. Yes. And that's a in contentment with what God is already doing. Go on. Uh, boisterous. Boisterous. You always got to make your opinion known. Uh, there are some people who. <laughs> Very boisterous. Every time you have a gathering, they take attention to brag about everything that is yes. gone and over. But. To them, it's like, hey, I've, I, I need you guys to recognize what I've accomplished. Keep uh, Proud. Keep going. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection. Let's look at that. What do you think natural affections are? Because the world would say, oh, natural, natural affections is a man to a woman. But that's not what it's talking no, about. No, I, I don't believe that that's what that is. Um, natural affection to me would be um, if I was driving down the road and <laughs> I saw this older lady with bags of groceries and she dropped her bags of groceries and I'm looking at her. I have the ability to stop and help her. And I don't. I just look at her and I keep going. Without natural that's, affection. Yes, that's my first train of thought would be to help this woman. That's just the natural thing to do to me. And that would be the natural thing to do. And I remember when I stopped for everybody, when I was on the highway, I see a car pulled over. I stopped. Yeah. How many yeah. people do you see sitting on the road with other folk pulling over? <laughs> they, they, no, put, they, they leave you. Going. To take care of yourself. Natural affections have fallen away from our heart. Yes. We come out of the fellowship even and see that mother with three kids. And you know when you were in there, you looked at one of the kids' shoes. And when he stepped, you could see he had holes in his shoes. Yes. And you see it's about to rain, but you ain't letting her and them kids in your new Cadillac. (laughs) You let them stay right there on that bus stop. Yes. Without natural affections. Yeah. You know, we can't even hold a door for somebody coming out of the gas station. Yeah. Without natural affections. But mm-hmm. as you were saying. Uh, truce breakers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there will be an issue going on and you want to talk to the person about the problem. And they say, oh, I knew something was wrong. I, I didn't believe that that's the way it was. God bless you. I, I, I'm glad you came to me. And then as soon as you walk away, they turn to the person that's right there with them and say, he know he lying. Yes. He did do it. <laughs> oh my you you, you yes. make an allegiance and then you break that truce virtually immediately. Yes. Uh, false accusers. Ah, the scriptures, the 10th uh, commandment. Thou shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. But we will watch someone in fellowship and talk about them. You know what I think? I think she did. So I believe he that. But the scriptures say, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. But we'll do it. Conversation. Yes. What is to be said beyond what God is saying? Mm-hmm. If God says something, the scriptures say that he reveals the secret, secret things thing of God. To those who love him. And you know what? When you love him, he knows that, he, that if he speaks to you, you're going to hear him. Yes. And when he tells you something that's not supposed to be given, 
He knows that out of your love for him, you can keep it. Yes. He will tell you something about a person because he knows you're going to pray for him and you're not going to tell anybody. But do all, everything that we hear in the spirit, you know what I think. No, you ain't thinking. God tried to share, share. something with you. Yes. And trust in you to yes. be an a intercessor. Yes. But instead, you're using it to spread it. But guess what? You're not using it to spread because when he knows he can't trust you, he's not going to give you secret things. Love conquers all. Love conquers the judgment you might have of the person. Love conquers yes. the despisement, the jealousy, the ability to ridicule and make yourself feel better because you realize something's not yes. right with them. Love conquers all that, and God can reveal things to you. Let's go on. <laughs> uh, what? Sorry. That's my fault. I forgot the iPad. We are That's actually okay. not in our normal studio Setting, today. Yes. So, um, And content. And that, the incontent, that is a good one to me because you could have so much and still not be content. And evident and about it. Yes, yes. Some people can have everything in the world. You know, some women can have everything that their husbands can do for them Provide. financially, mentally, spiritually, physically, and they still. Still, Need something still else. not enough. They still want more. And vice versa. And vice versa. You know, the the husbands, the wives, the, you know, the mothers, the fathers for their children. It's just, and they could just never be content what they have. Never. It's just not enough for them. Amen. And it can never be enough for them. But I have John and I have God. And <laughs> God first. Truly content. <laughs> yes, I am truly content. And remember, we're we're going over these uh these particular social moral issues because we're talking about being able to relate with God. Yes. And we're going over these things because these things are contrary to him. Yes. And we're asking ourselves, can I relate to any of these conditions because if i do where is my relationship with god but yes yes um where was i <laughs> let me go back um contentment content. uh fierce angry yes angry ready to come out of the box over anything yes despisers of those that are good oh man <laughs> Yes. You're okay as long as you stay quiet and do nothing. But if you do better than they do, they hate you. Yes. They hated they Jesus yeah. because he was good. He was yes, good. Yes, he was. And they hated him for that goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, traitors. Heady. High-minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Here is the punch. This is the punch. This is not talking about people of the world. It's not talking about dark people in the world. Yeah. Because it said lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Uh, yeah. So it's saying that these people love God. Yes. To an extent. <laughs> so we love him to an extent, but then we relate to all of these elements of darkness. Yes. Now, here's the next thing. 
a relationship with God dictates how you should have relationships with others. Yes. First, providing for them what it is they need because a relationship is first about sacrifice. So, what is the next thing God says about all of these attributes? Re- I don't think I continue to the next verse. The and next verse says, from such turn away. Once again, those scriptures came from, what was that, Second Timothy? Second Timothy uh, 3. Two, two through five. Yeah. Through five. Through five. Verse yeah. five says, from such turn away. Let me tell you something. I used to be a very happy crackhead. <laughs> so I, made, I made the money to do drugs and people loved me because they knew that I was coming and I was going to spend all my money. And that's all I wanted. I wanted to be liked. Yeah. I wanted to be accepted. And that's why I went into a life of addiction because I wanted people to accept me. And they accepted me that way. I was a happy crackhead. And the life I lived was telling everybody else, you don't have to do better because John will help you to do this without you totally suffering in your finances. I was worse than a dope dealer because a dope dealer, you got to have money. But with me, death came free. Husbands didn't have to go home to their wives because they were broke. They could, now that they're broke, they can stay away from the family because I'm buying the drugs. See, this is who we can be in a relationship. If we can relate to all of the dark things, we feed darkness, feed darkness. What dealing does light have with with darkness? darkness? None. This particular podcast, which is, Number two of relationship dynamics is leading us step by step to a better understanding of where we are in our walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because our walk with him affects everything in our life around us. If it doesn't affect us, we need to put it in check. This isn't for religious people. This isn't for folk who have it all together. Because the ones that have it all together, they're not going to hear this. No. But I say to you tonight that the biggest thing that we can do is trust that we need God, that we need him to let us know what it is he's doing. Yes. What I know for sure is that except I find him, except that I understand what he's saying, then my voice, my mind will reign over in situations. It can't be that way. I don't know about all of you, but I owe God much more than I could ever give. Yes. I lived the life of abomination. As a pastor, I lived a life misleading people in the ways that I learned from others, not having a relationship with him. But when you have a relationship with God, it's almost like your, your brother comes to you and says, Mama said you getting out, she's going to beat your butt. But, but Mama didn't say I'm going to beat your butt. Yeah. She said you that get in the house. In. <laughs> but we like to add stuff add to stuff it. Add stuff in, yeah. And when something yeah. is added to the truth, what did the truth become? A lie. A lie. It becomes a lie. Because it's no longer pure. 
It's now intermingled with something other than the truth. Today, this day, I pray that the mercy and the grace of a God of all creation would rest upon you in a way that draws you nearer to him. In a way that says that there is something special I have for you that you have yet to see. But I tell you this day, just lift your eyes to the hills from whence cometh your help. And I, the Lord thy God, will reveal the purity of my spirit in you. Look deep within yourself. There's a place there where I abide in the fullness of my glory and my peace and righteousness has power to radiate from your life and change the world around you. The choice is all yours. I have made the mandate so, but it is up to you to trust me. Trust me in the face of all that men might have to say that does not match what I'm saying. Trust me in the face of everything that you believe that does not match what I'm saying. I am the Lord thy God because you have sought me. But be not as Israel in days past where they sought the darkness of sacrifice to something else other than me. Let me be the key element in the oracle of relationship. Yes. Let it be about relating with my heart so that I can change so much that is in you and then the world around you. They're so easy to affect someone. They, you may not even see them watching, but they will be looking when my spirit radiates from you and they will question what they've seen. And I will not leave a man void where he is asked a question. Let your life this day no longer relate to the darkness of the lives of people around you, but let it be singular. Singular in the fact that it is commissioned to follow what it is that is coming from me. I will embrace you, I will lift you, and I will proclaim you in the midst of every affliction, every rejection, every persecution, every moment of lack, every moment of fear and despair, because I am the Lord thy God. And my name is Yahweh. You hear my very name when you take a breath and let it out. I've been with you since the very day that you exited your mother's womb. And I do, in fact, declare that I will never leave nor forsake you, but will you stay with me? We bless your name this day. By the power of the Holy Spirit and by all that is in the precious blood of Jesus, we lift you and we thank you for joining us on this edition of the Apostles Corner Podcast. We look forward to seeing you next week for segment three of Relationship Dynamics.